my God, you guys are my favorite. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. I know what I'm talking about. That's the headline. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Dan Schwartzman. OMG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Dan Schwartzman. It is hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on a Thursday. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. Always love sitting in the big boy chair here for Rich. He gets a little time off. Much deserved, by the way. Talked a lot of Russell Wilson in hour one. The question for you is he still after these two miserable failures of seasons in Denver, a surefire Hall of Famer in your book. And looking back at that trade from March of 2022 from the Seahawks to the Broncos, is that one of the worst deals in the history of football? In fact, it might be in the history of sports. American sports, one of the worst deals. 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. The deal was Seahawks trading Russell Wilson in a fourth-round pick for quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick, and then giving him a five-year, $242.6 million contract that actually starts next year. $39 million is guaranteed regardless of if he's on the team or not next season. So that's what it is. My book, since the Herschel Walker trade, off the top of my head, I cannot think of a worse deal than that trade. For Denver, obviously. Not for Seattle. For Denver, it's a terrible deal. And it's going to put him back a few years, right? You give up that much draft capital for marquee draft picks... It's going to cost you. And then they gave him, what, a first-round pick for Sean Payton? So they've lost three first-round picks in two seconds for so far what? Uh, this is my wins. This is my reaction as a Raider fan. <laughs> I think that's everybody's reaction as a non-Broncos fan. <laughs> 12 wins in two years from Russell Wilson. So far, seven wins for Sean Payton without any sort of an answer at quarterback. Jared Stidham's the guy that they're going with the last two games of the season, and that's obviously because they don't want Russell Wilson to get hurt. Because if he gets hurt and fails the physical in early March, they got to pay him thirty-seven million more guaranteed dollars. No one wants to do that, especially considering they're going to let him go. He's done. He's gone. This is it. This is over. But also, I want to get into what's happening with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Art, you told me something insane today that you don't even think about until you actually look it up. But the Raiders, for instance, who have won two games in a row, they're sitting now at seven and eight. The Raiders can actually win the division, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, whoever thought that would be the scenario, but they can. They have to win at the Colts, and they have to beat the Broncos with maybe me a quarterback at that point. Which is very possible. Very possible. Well, not me, a quarterback, but yes, <laughs> winning those two games. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have the Bengals and they have lose. the Chargers. They can lose to the Bengals, sure. And they have the Chargers. Now, unfortunately, both those teams are not playing with their starting quarterbacks, right? Eric, so that's Eric a problem. Stick? Who's, is it Eric Stick? He's pretty good. He looked pretty good, right? I don't trust him, but still, he's exactly. looked half decently. He's looked half decent. Better than anybody would have thought. Look, I hate to burst your bubble here, okay? No, and I hope no, you're don't burst down. my bubble. Don't burst my I'm bubble. I'm going to burst your bubble. The chances of the Raiders winning the division by having the Chiefs lose the next two games probably fairly slim. I don't think that's going to happen. I Take think they can back. turn it up for one Take game. Take that back. 
you know I'm right. Yeah, take off your Raider glasses and the ridiculous shoulder pads and however you dress to go to a game looking like a, you know, a vigilante from Mad Max. But the reality is, you know, the Chiefs probably are not going to blow this division. Hate to tell you, Hart. I know, I know, I probably owe you a beer for that at some point. But still, you probably, when you live in reality, those rare occasions, do realize the Chiefs are probably going to still win this division. Okay? Had to get that out of the way. I wonder how much of it truly is boredom. Really. And what I mean by that is this. This offense has been, frankly, not good this year. They've only scored 333 points in 15 games. To put that in perspective, the Dolphins have scored 130 more points than them this year. 130 more. Right? The Cowboys have scored 120 more than them this year. That's a lot. Patrick Mahomes is having, far and away, the worst season of his career. This is a guy who throws for 5,000 yards routinely. And when I mean routinely, he's done it twice already in his career. <coughs> Excuse me, come close on two other occasions. This year, he's going to throw unless he throws for 1,100 yards in the next two games, which isn't going to happen. He's not getting to 5,000 yards. Shotgun snap of Holmes first down. He snaps it off far side. It is intercepted going the other way. And a pick six for the Raiders. That's Kersey Westwood 1. There you go. You love playing that, right? The highlight of your season. We stole Christmas. You stole Christmas. The Raiders stole Christmas. You're the lump of coal in Patrick Mahomes' uh, sock. Actually, Taylor Swift is probably the I know his wife, Brittany, and, and Taylor Swift are fast besties, but like that's been kind of detrimental to the team. And I like Taylor Swift. She seems to, you know, she makes good music. My 13-year-old plays it a lot. I kind of enjoy it. I don't mind it. And she seems to be a good role model. Doesn't get in any trouble. Always kind of dates the wrong person, but still doesn't get in any trouble. There's no drugs, DUIs, things like that, right? Doesn't seem to be clubbing every night and, you know, and waking up, uh, pa- you know, passed out drunk somewhere in a corner. It doesn't, doesn't happen. So I think she's actually a decent role model. But everything sh- ever since she showed up in Kansas City, it hasn't exactly worked out well for that team. They're not playing well. Travis Kelsey hasn't played well. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't played well. He has thrown more interceptions this year than in any other year of his career. His quarterback rating is the worst quarterback rating he's had ever in his NFL career. His QBR is the worst QBR he's had. He's thrown 26 touchdowns, which will be his second lowest total when the season is over, barring some crazy stretch of touchdowns. Uh, He threw 26 back in 2019 in only 14 games. His worst total besides that is throwing 37 touchdowns, and at this point he's not going to throw 11 touchdowns in the next two games. I don't play fantasy football, but if you drafted Patrick Mahomes, you got to be saying to yourself, this guy has cost me my league. Dan, I just want to play you a clip from Rocky. Okay. Mick, Mick said it well. You lay off that pet shop game. Women weaken legs. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love Rocky. I love Rocky. You know, the best is, I'll tell you what the best is. You know that, you know, I worked in Philly for four and a half years. And there were great stories of when they were filming Rocky 6, which is, I think, just called Rocky Balboa, right? Yeah. Or is that Rocky 5? No, Rocky 5 was Tommy Morrison. Tommy Morrison. Right. Rocky 4 was uh, Dolph Lundgren. So Rocky Six, which is Rocky Balboa, you heard stories about like old ladies coming up to Sylvester Stallone 
during filming going, Rocky, it's so great to have you back in the neighborhood. As if he was really a guy. You know, like Rocky's a real dude. Not Sylvester Sloan, but actually Rocky. Had to throw that out there. You brought up Rocky, you played Mick. That's what it was. It's funny how he's kind of become the character. Like, if you saw Sylvester Stallone today, there's a chance you just call out Rocky, right? No. Like, like hey, no. Rock. To me? No? To me, he's Rambo. John Jay? John Jay, yes. John Jay Rambo, right? Green Beret. One of the great lines of uh, Rambo, and I know we're on some ridiculous tangent here, but why not? It's a three-hour show. we got time to talk about nonsense. But the greatest line, and I am a big Rambo fan. I even like the trashy ones in Afghanistan and stuff. Those are great, as dumb as they were. But is when his colonel's talking to Brian Dennehy, the great actor in the original uh, Rambo, and he says, I'm not here to get him. What did he say? Remember, I'm not here to save, protect him from yes. you, save him from you. I'm here to save you from him. Yep. Oh, that was a great line, wasn't it? That was a great line. And David Caruso's like the oh shucks, uh, young sheriff's deputy. That was great, man. I like all of them. I can watch. You know, as as dumb as some of the Rambo's were, they're still very good viewing movies. Like all the action, the storylines, you could watch them all. And he's like, you know, going after Russians. So some people like that, right? <laughs> it kind of makes sense. It's always you can always have those villains. I like him. I like Rambo. Do you find yourself, or like when you're watching TV and there's a Rambo movie on, it could be like one o'clock in the morning and it's like, ah, do I go to bed or do I keep watching Rambo, right? <laughs> watch Riding. Rambo. Yeah, like I'm going to watch Rambo. I agree 100%. I'll watch Rambo until I fall asleep watching it. I don't care. You want to be entertained, right? It's what it is. It's like the line uh, in Gladiator from Russell Crowe. Are you entertained? Yeah. Yes. Darn right I'm entertained. Yes. I watch Rambo, I'm entertained. Absolutely. Guy never runs out of ammunition. It's fantastic. I even like the last one where he's like, uh, where did he go? Remember, he's like the, the missionaries in like Southeast Asia. Remember that one? No, no. The new one is when he, he, he <laughs> battles the Mexican cartels. Oh, no, yeah, right, 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 that's right, with his uh, daughter, I think, or granddaughter, or whatever it is. Daughter-in-law, or, yeah. Daughter-in-law, some, whatever it he was, goes, yeah. yeah. she goes missing in Mexico, he goes to find yes. her. Yes, that's right, that was pretty good, too, but the one before that, where he, like, helps the missionaries up yeah, the, the, absolutely. The, the river, when he takes over the uh, the, the truck-mounted machine gun, the, the 50 cal, the 50 cal. I mean, that, and he's just, uh, I mean, like, heads are popping off. Just I mean, destroying that, everything. I mean, literally, heads are popping off. How are you not entertained by that? It's like Jason Statham movies. I'm not watching for an Academy Award nomination here, right? I'm just watching because I want to be entertained. The older I get, all I want is entertainment for two hours. That's what it comes down to. Are I you didn't a Statham come here guy to rescue too? Rambo from you. Oh, there we I go. came here to rescue you from him. What a line. What a colonel. Are you an, are you a Jason Statham guy, Art? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him too. All yeah. Right. So, so me and you can hang the out. Expendables the Expendables are awesome. Yeah, like me and you can hang out at the movies. We have this similar garbage taste, I would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? It's complete garbage taste. But you know what? Like, I, I got, you know, I, I have two daughters and a wife, and it's like, movie night for them is love actually, oh. stuff like that. And I'm like, come on. Uh, no, it's yeah, something violent. It's, it's better than watching the Barbie movie. <sighs> yeah, but you know what it is? Like, I, I like sit there and have to, like, 
grit my teeth through watching these girly movies they watch. And then they are, they want they wonder why I go to bed late. I'm like, well, because like after you guys are sleeping, I can watch whatever I want. I can watch violence. <laughs> <laughs> Again, heads popping off in Rambo, getting shot by a 50 cal. I mean, come on. It's entertainment. Where were we, by the way? What were we talking about? I, I got, my mind's completely gone now. We talked Rambo and Jason Statham. Uh, women, Wick, and Legs, and, and Chiefs. <laughs> That's right. Are the Chiefs just bored? <laughs> Maybe they need to watch Rambo or Jason Statham movie to wake them up a little bit. All right, let's quickly get back on that. All right, We're going to get to some NBA talk. Bleach Reports, uh, Eric Pincus is going to join us uh, next segment. But I got to tell you, though, I do believe some of this is boredom. I really do. Patrick Mahomes is great. He is great. Is he just not having a good season because, well, his his wide receivers can't catch. Kadarius Tony is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. That guy's got hands of steel. How he was a first-round pick of the Giants, I have no idea. That guy's going to be out of the league possibly as early as next year. At this point, somebody is looking at his athletic ability thinking they can fix him. You can't fix a guy whose hands are that bad. You can't. You either can catch a pass or you can't catch a pass. I don't think it could be that tall. You know, I don't think you could teach that. He's just not good. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what's going on with the Chiefs is they just haven't had much luck. The wide receiver core hasn't been very good, blah, blah, blah. Travis Kelsey's occupied with Taylor Swift, and then it's showing on the field. I do believe when you have been that successful and you've won that many games and you've won multiple Super Bowls, to then try to get up and and be motivated for 17 regular season games when you kind of can make the playoffs in your sleep and that's what's happening. They're going to make the playoffs, they're going to win their division and they've slept and then they're sleepwalking through the entire season. I do believe as Mike Pritchard said that what's going to happen is they they will clinch and at that point they realize they've made the the playoffs, they're going to wake up. They're going to wake up and that then they're going to be good. Maybe even great. And maybe roll through the AFC. There's Shot a good possibility. Snap, Mahomes, first down, he snaps it off far side. It is intercepted going the other way. And a pick six for the Raiders. Oh, man, you're never going to get over that. When they don't make the playoffs, you can keep playing that. And by not making the playoffs, I'm not talking about the Chiefs, my friend. I'm talking about the other team in that uh, equation on that Westwood One broadcast you just played. Your Raiders, my friend. But that's what's happening. I'm telling you right now. It's good. Exactly it's great for happening. the NFL if the Raiders make the playoffs. Why? Because everybody hates the Raiders. <sighs> yeah, I gotta. I gotta tell you something here. You know, I still can't get 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 used to this Vegas thing. I, I, I and what I mean by that is that this when I think of the Raiders, and they're now so corporate playing in Vegas and that's brand new spanking stadium. With a bunch of fake fans showing up because it's people, you know, high rollers gambling every, you know, every Sunday in Vegas and they get tickets wherever that it is. To me, they just don't have the same muster. They're just like there's there's the the whole character of that Raiders team is gone. Yeah, it's all Hollywood now, pretty much. Right, you agree, right? You've been a lifelong Raider fan. It just doesn't feel the same them being in Vegas that they've become this like Hollywood team. The Raiders have always been that 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 lunch pail blue collar team and fan base that it's a it's it's like the Cleveland Browns fan base but on the West Coast and now it's completely different. Playing in a crappy stadium in Oakland, right? I mean, even in L.A., they didn't play in a great stadium. They played at the Coliseum, yeah. Right. They played in trashy places. That's what they are. That's how you view the, the rugged Raiders. 
That's why when I look at the Raiders today, I'm like, man, this is, uh, I don't know. It's not the same team. It's not. It doesn't have the same feel. You pan to the crowd. It does not have that same feel of what a Raider fan base is. Although the Violators still goes. The Violators still in the They in the do, season. but it's, it's you know, bigger stadium and then corporate seating and luxury boxes, this and that. It's a different feel, and you know it, Art. It's not the same. It's clearly not the same. Yeah. yeah. All right, I want to get into some NBA talk. The season rolls on. They had the nice little uh, holiday time. Ratings were not great on Christmas. The NFL dominated. No surprise there. I saw an incredible statistic. The NFL averages like 9.2 million viewers a game. The NBA is like 711,000. No surprise. (laughs) The NFL is the most dominating sport in terms of media share we've ever seen. Uh, Revenue-wise, it's far and away the highest earning sport we've ever seen. And in the world, it's number one by a mile, billions and billions of dollars. We're going to get into some NBA talk, though. Our buddy Eric Pincus from Bleach Report is going to join us. That is coming up next, all right? Got to talk about what's happening in this league. The Detroit Pistons, are they ever going to win another game? 27 straight losses. You cannot make that up. How much of it is on Monty Williams, though? That's what I'm wondering. It is a Thursday edition. The Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman on this Thursday in for Rich. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen.
The Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on this Thursday, 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. The NBA season rolls along, and sadly, one of the biggest storylines right now is the fate of the Detroit Pistons. They were actually 2-1 and one at one point, and they have lost 27 straight games, okay? That is the longest losing streak within one season in NBA history. I think the Sixers had a 28-game losing streak, but that encompassed two separate years. How do you lose 27 straight games? Their winning percentage is 0-67. And what that's done is it's masked how bad the Spurs have been. They've only won four games. Washington's only won five games. Combined, Washington, San Antonio, and Detroit have won a whopping 11 games. Do you know how many teams have more wins by themselves than the Spurs, Pistons, and Wizards combined? It is incredible. Let's bring on our buddy Eric Pincus with Sports Biz Class and Bleacher Report as well. Eric, happy holidays and happy new year to you and the family. How are things, my friends? Oh, things are great. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm enjoying the NBA and looking forward to a, an exciting, fun next season, next year, next year, 2024. I'll tell you who's not enjoying this season or things to come in the NBA. That is if you are a Detroit Pistons fan. 27 straight losses. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't watch a lot of Pistons games, okay? Why would I watch a team that bad? Are they that bad? Is it coaching? How do you, how the heck do you lose? T- like sometimes you fall into a win, Eric. How do you lose twenty seven straight? What's going on there? Is there talent outside yeah. of Cade Cunningham? It's rough. Uh, well, I mean, for one, they did have injuries, but uh, I don't think that's really the the excuse. It's just <laughs> it, it's just a mess. Uh, I I don't I don't have an answer. If, if they had an answer, they would they would do it. I mean, Cade's been going crazy. Uh, I'm impressed, and and I guess the best you could say is that like they're forging a really incredible player out of it. I mean, he he was supposed to be something really special, missed a year uh, with injury, and is is really starting to step into that role as like do everything guy because he's a big a big almost a forward, but he's a, a point guard. You know, he's a combo player. He could do pretty much anything. Uh, so you know, it's exciting from that point of view. But I'm really stretching. I mean, it's just you know the young players aren't coming on as well as they'd like. They still you know the injuries are real. Like you know they they don't quite have it uh, exactly who they want. But I feel like if you put <clears throat> any five NBA players together in a starting lineup, like at some point you're going to win a game. You know it's just going <laughs> to happen. I mean you know like just the uh, just the random chance of playing basketball. You know what I mean? It's it's the be- the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league on a given. That's just that's going to happen. Uh, why it hasn't happened? That's it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, know this is the test case, I guess, right, Eric? <laughs> in terms of how is it this doesn't happen? You're right. If there's one team that can't fall into a win, it's this one. But I'll tell you what's happened, though, Eric. Because of the futility of Detroit, it's masking the futility of other teams. Greg Popovich is an all-time great coach, and Victor, you know, one whatever is that? I can't pronounce his name, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, he's a tremendous talent. He's dealt with some injuries as well, but they've only won four games. What's going on in San Antonio? And at some point, is this Bill Belichick-esque where you're going to have to cut the cord with a legend? Well, they, they've, I, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that have, uh, great coaches that have sort of, uh, you know, symbolically died on his bench as the heir to the Spurs. I mean, 
Uh, Becky Hammond is uh, doing an incredible job in the WNBA. Uh, Tori Messina was lined up as his top assistant. Mike Budenholzer was supposed to be the next guy at some point. I mean, they've gone through a lot of uh, folks who are you know, high-level coaches who uh, just are, are waiting for Pop uh, to move on. But you know, look, the guy is a legend, and to be as bad as they could possibly be to get Victor Weminyama it yeah. means that they still are have a long way to go. Uh, they have some really nice young players, but they don't have a, they don't have a team yet. They don't have the full capability. And then also uh, Weminyama, I think that's that's semi correct. Right. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The the idea there is he he's a baby. I mean, he really is. And the the style of play that he played overseas wasn't necessarily how he was going to be able to play in the NBA. They brought him in slowly as a as a power forward. They're playing him some at center. They're trying to figure out you know, how quickly to push to develop him because he does have you know those body types. When you're that tall, you really want to make sure that that he can handle the rigors of the NBA. So this year is not about winning; it's just about development. And so I, I think as long as Pop wants to be there, he's going to be there. I think the Spurs are fine with that. I think he's teaching, and these players are learning. The question is how many of these players. It need to be on the team in two, three years. Uh, so who is he teaching? But if it's just Weminyama, then so be it, because he has that potential to be a top player in this league. And if Pop is going to give him a few years to sort of uh, learn the legendary stuff, then so be it. And maybe Pop won't be the guy who gets him to a championship, but I still think this time is valuable. Chat with Bleacher Reports, Eric Pincus here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on this Thursday. Look, I can understand where Pop feels rejuvenated, re-energized by having another, you know, soon-to-be great big man. I think Wembanyama is going to be a superstar. There's no question about it. The talent is there. He is a unicorn, if we want to use that term. But, you know, if Pop was 50, I can understand waiting around for the rebuild, and he would be successful doing so. But he's not 50 years old anymore. He's getting up there in age. Uh, you know, you're not going to fire him, I guess, but uh, it's just weird to watch a team that had so much success over all those years. They were just right in 50 plus wins every year to see them struggle the way they have has been kind of crazy. Now, I want to get to Draymond Green here and the Golden State Warriors. They also have struggled this year. What happens here? You know what? I, there's a microscope around him, obviously, and rightfully so. Whatever he does, people are going to notice if you're if you're the Warriors, at what point do you just tire of this antics and say, all right, enough is enough, we just can't deal with this anymore? Well, that time was this summer, and they paid him to stay. So, you, you know, it's like if you felt that way, because what's happening now isn't new, right? It's not like he just started punching and kicking guys in the crotch. I mean, let's be honest. I, I love Draymond for what he does, like as far as the positives. I mean, he's... Uh, every bit as valuable as everyone else, you know, the, the Steph, the Clay, uh, all the Wiggins, all the, the KDs back in the day. Like, he is every much a part of why they've had success. He's been the captain of their defense and really their primary playmaker. Uh, so I, I don't want to diminish how great Draymond is, but also, uh, he, you know, whatever. Don't punch guys in the face is, is probably good advice and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh they they are still committed for now to this recapturing the glory, which is only, what, two years old? Like, it wasn't that long ago. They just won, right? Like, it's not like they won and KD left and they never won again. They just won again. So staying with this group until it just can't do anything uh, anymore, I get it. And so that's what the decision 
was. And so I think the bigger question now becomes Clay, because Clay Thompson is due a contract after the season, and he started the season pretty poorly to his own admission. He was very vocal about it, and I, I think he's brought it on lately and, and is starting to show, like, okay, yeah, he's still the same guy, but we age. You know, it's a part of life, unfortunately, and he's had two major injuries. So uh, they're, they're going to continue. How long? I don't know. The rules are really designed to punish teams that spend at the level that the Warriors are spending. So uh, I think the shelf life may be a year, but also like if they wanted to get out of Draymond, I don't know that there's a huge market for what he does because he is very specific. He isn't young and he does have some of these issues and you need a team that has the kind of shooters around him that offset what he doesn't do. So it's a tough one. uh, But I I do think that, um, I mean, I hope that he learns from this. Uh, it sounds like he's saying the right things, you know, but uh, it, really the proof is is what he does moving forward. Eric, no surprise, Mark Lore and Alex Rodriguez are expected to exercise the option to acquire the controlling interest in the Minnesota Timberwolves, especially the way they're playing this year, and they're playing really good basketball. Uh, you know, there's a lot of young talent there. Are you a believer in the team that right now has the best record in the Western Conference? Uh, whew, yeesh. Uh, this is a tough one. <laughs> I I want to, you know, for Minnesota fans, I want to jump on the on the bandwagon and say, you know, it just needed some time. And Cat wasn't really healthy for a lot of last year. Uh, it was coming off injury. So now this is what they were always going to be. And last year was more of an aberration and et cetera. But, you know, there are concerns. Uh, number one, uh, we've seen Rudy Gobert have great success in the regular season and it not translate to the playoffs. Uh, that that may be because when he was with Utah, he had two guards. I think it was Conley and Mitchell are six one ish, six two ish, at best six three. But you know they're small guards, probably six one. So uh, maybe that was the problem, and and they don't have the same size. You still have Conley, but you have Anthony Edwards. He has greater size, and and you have you know, McDaniel's and and Cat uh, are, are both long as heck, and and. Cat has never been known for being a defender, but that's okay. McDaniel's defense and just the size alone and then figuring out, you know, Gobert is a you know, defensive player of the year. So I, I don't know the answer what, what they'll be in the playoffs. The track record is, for me, I'm a big you-can't-do-it-until-you've-shown-me-you've-done-it kind of guy. So I don't believe that they can do it yet, and I want to be proven wrong because that's just like I like being proven wrong. I didn't know that Denver was going to be that good. I thought they had an upside limitation based on who they were, and they right. proved me wrong, so congrats, and that's great, and I'm happy for what they've done. Uh, on, on the other end of it, uh, there's, that's one, one issue. The bigger issue uh, is the finances. Uh, this is not a huge market team. They don't bring in the kind of earnings like the Warriors do. So, uh, you know, there's some questions about how deep pockets go for the ownership. Uh, are they willing to pay the kind of taxes and, and face the kind of penalties that they would face uh, keeping this team together? Uh, because, for one, you're, you're basically maxed out with two guys right now in Cat and, and Gobert. And then uh, a cheaper max, but max nonetheless, is Edwards. And then they're paying McDaniels a big price, but those money, those extensions don't kick in until next year. Uh, you have other players that you know, like Nas Reed, and then uh, you have to pay Conley potentially, or if you're not paying him, you're replacing him, uh, but you don't have the means to replace him because all you'll basically have is minimums at that point, or maybe at most like about $5 million, depending on the, the exact numbers. So the point is they are sort of 
boxed in with who they are. They don't have draft picks uh, because they've traded most of them to build who they are. So right. uh, it, it's got to work. And then do you double down and and stay with it? I mean, I, I think it would have been a lot easier if it didn't work and then they could trade Cat and start to go in a given direction, maybe look at at some point trading Gobert and building around the younger guys. But now they're successful. That almost makes it harder as far as what they do now because it's working. But is it working? And we don't really right. know until we get to the playoffs. And see what happens in the series. Right. Eric Pincus from Bleach Report joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. You mentioned Becky Hammond earlier. She had a comment recently that irked the New York Knicks, and that was that, you know, as good as Jalen Brunson has been, and he's been tremendous for them, you know, he doesn't have the size to be a true 1A. Uh, do you agree with that? Um, yes and no. I mean, like, you know, Allen Iverson was tiny. I mean, I remember my, my father bumped into in an elevator. My father's like 5'11 and 3 quarters. He's not even 6 feet. <laughs> And he's like, I'm the same height as I- Iverson. He was so excited, you know. Was, uh, you can win. And now Iverson never won a chip, but I mean, he's he goes down as one of my faves and and got a team to the finals. And if it wasn't for Shaq and Kobe and all that, maybe he has a ring. Uh, so I I don't think that's like a, a a defining characteristic. I will say that it's harder to win with a smaller guard. The league is very switchy. There's a lot of pick and roll. And um, I mean, if you watch a guy like LeBron he'll find the weakest link on defense and they'll run switches and that's that they would attack Steph Curry. Of course, LeBron didn't always beat the Warriors. So, you know, Steph's a little bigger, uh, but he's, and he's, you know, strong for his height. Um, but Jalen is, is shorter and, and he's actually pretty strong uh, for his size. But again, you know, it, it is potentially problematic. I'll give them, I'll give Becky that I'll give anyone who claims that. And, and there was some talk at some point about them going after Donovan Mitchell back when he was available, and some, in theory, someone they could still go after if Cleveland decided to make a change. And that's where, if you're doubling down and you're going with Brunson and Mitchell, now I think you really limit your upside. But I think you can hide one. It, it makes it harder, but I don't think it's something that is fundamentally crippling because he is a tough guy to stop. When he gets going on offense, if you put enough defenders and size around him, I think you can offset some of that issue. Uh, but it always puts you in a slight disadvantage, but that that's okay. It's just there's there's no single way where you're not disadvantaged. There's no team that doesn't have some disadvantage in some way, and so that would be their main disadvantage. You have to build around that. I, I watch a lot of Knicks basketball here, Eric, and you look at Jalen Brunson, and he's not built per se, right? He doesn't have definition. He doesn't seem like he can jump out of a gym, doesn't seem the, to be the biggest guy out there. But somehow he's putting up 24, 25 points a game. He's just energized the crowd. He's turned around the Knicks' fortune. He's been the best free agent in the NBA over the last two years when they brought him in from Dallas. It's incredible. To me, like you watch Nikola you know, Jokic, and it's a guy that has no definition as well. He's kind of roly-poly out there. And before you know it, he's got 30 points, 15 rebounds, and 12 assists. Brunson, to me, is very similar, right? And when you look at him, he doesn't stand out to you as a, wow, he's got the build to be a great basketball player. But then in the end, he really is. He's been just a dominating presence and really turned around the Knicks. Randall couldn't do it by himself. R.J. Barrett's kind of a number two, probably more a number three. You know, Leon Rose lucked out, didn't he, with this? Well, I mean, it it, it it helped to, you know, there were some connections, be it through CAA, be through, you know, hiring his father, you know, like they yep. went, they went and did everything. 
the Mavericks fundamentally kind of messed up. Well, not kind of. They messed up that first contract. Uh, didn't have any real way to retain him as far as restricted rights, and the, the rules have since changed, so it's harder to lose a player like that. Um, but uh, it's not a game, the NBA, uh, where like when KD came into the league and he was going through draft workouts, he couldn't do one 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 press of a bench press with like an wow. empty bar or something crazy like that, or or not an empty bar, but like with like whatever the lightest weight was that they test. Uh, but but again, if you have like incredibly long arms, like the physics make that you know clear. So it's not always uh, about strength. There's some guys who come out of college who are just like you know completely like jacked. I mean, like right. Stanley Johnson, just a absolute you know monster when it comes to physicality. And he's a solid player. He's not in the league right now, and I still think there's a role for him somewhere as a defender. But it's just a different kind of game, and uh, it's not all about just physical definition lebron is lebron i mean come on like he is what he is he's a freak uh, but there's a, yeah but i mean lebron aside there's most players are slender and it's about craftiness and Jokic is solid as can be but you know brunson brunson is stronger than you would think i don't know how much he could bench or all this nonsense or whatever but the point is you know he is strong and he uses it that physicality uh, but there, there's height issues. That height matters in basketball, and it could, you know, it could be a problem, uh, and it may ultimately be crippling. But I'm not going to say it is. I think that it's it's something with a lot of size. You have a good defensive coach in Thibodeau that you can find ways to offset uh, what you don't have. And the best example of that was that Iverson team was like yeah. Iverson and a bunch of defenders and guys who could score, and yeah. they just let Iverson score. Yep. Yeah, they made a final one game one too. Well, I'm sure Jalen Brunson can bench more than you and me, Pincus, but that's not saying much, I think. I think that's probably uh, right now. In my day, I probably could get him, but right now, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Eric Pincus, Sports Biz Class, Beach Bleach Report as well. Eric, again, happy new year to you and, and the family coming up, and always appreciate you hopping on. All right, anytime. Thanks for having me and happy new year. Thank you, Eric. Awesome stuff, Eric Pincus. Yeah, Pistons, 27 straight losses. Like, it's the NBA. You got Cade Cunningham. You got to fall into a win somewhere. Catch a team on an off night. Nope. They caught Brooklyn a couple of nights ago. Looked like they were going to end that streak, and Brooklyn pulled that one out. But still, unbelievable how things have gotten bad in Detroit. All right, things in Golden State, not great. San Francisco, to be exact. Draymond Green, I mean, come on. We got to get into that next. All right, it's the Rich Eisen Show on a Thursday. That nice week between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of people take off, Rich included. He's earned it. I'm Dan Schwartzman. In for him. Plenty more show coming up next here. Rich Eisen's show, Dan Schwartzman. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show on a Thursday. Appreciate Eric Pincus from Bleacher Report hopping on, talking some NBA. We brought up Draymond Green. And, you know, there's reports say he's making progress toward coming back from the coming back to the team from that suspension. But no formal time frame, I believe, has been uh released yet. It's just an indefinite suspension. He's apparently attending virtual meetings. With team officials, reps from the players union, the NBA as well. Here's what's funny about this. It's like they're working to rehab Draymond Green, right? To like change him. But you can't change Draymond Green. At this point, this is who he is. He's not some young player who's got an attitude problem. Or he's not a young player that... You feel you can adjust as he matures age-wise. He's just going to be a smarter player. He's 33 years old. By basketball standards, that's old. He didn't just come into the league this year or last year. Draymond Green's been around, what is this, year 12? I mean, that's a long time. He is who he is. He's somewhat of a, you know, he's he's a loose cannon. Doesn't use his head too often, sadly, on the court. He's a dirty player. He's not a likable player unless he plays for your team. I've never understood. I I get he's kind of a pest out there and people kind of like that. And, you know, he he fits that role. He's not a guy who's going to score much. You wonder if he sacrificed some scoring in his career because he's played on teams with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, other great talent around him. Sure. There was no need for him to score. There was a need for him to rebound, to facilitate. He's always been a good passer, plays really good defense. I get it. But you're indefinitely suspending a guy for yet another dirty play in a history of dirty plays to where what? You think these league meeting meetings or maybe he's meeting with a shrink or whatever is going to change his style of play? It's not going to happen. This is who he is. Like, I'm 45 years old, as Mike Gundy would say, I'm a man. I'm 40. I like that. There you are, Martinez. Like, I'm not, I'm set in my ways. You know, my wife knows how I am. You know, she's, what, 38? Like, I, you can't change her. She's got her faults. I got my faults. And somehow it works, right? That's the way relationships work. 
Draymond Green's had a relationship with the Golden State Warriors. He's had a relationship with the NBA. It's a 12-year-long relationship. That's a long time. It's like the spouse saying, well, I love him because I can change him. No, you can't. You married who you married. They're not going to change. And it's so dumb to think that an indefinite suspension is going to change his style of play. You have to say to yourself, maybe that's what makes him the player he is. The fact that he's going to hit some guy in the crotch or he's going to elbow a guy there, whatever it is. He's a dirty player, period. So what do you do? You, you ban him from the league? What do you do? <sighs> no, you just keep making penalties harsher and harsher. I, listen, I hate indefinite penalties, right? Just give me a length of games. You want to suspend him for 50 games? Suspend him 50 games. I know the Players Association gets involved and they're going to fight you, whatever it is. But maybe you let people know exactly what's going to happen. Let Draymond know you're coming back on this day after this many games. And if it happens again, you're going to be banned for a season. If it happens again after that, you're going to be banned for two seasons. Okay, you have to kind of have some sort of a time frame as so that he knows what happens for every infraction. When you have a kid, you set ground rules, right? If you do this wrong, you get ground. I, I don't because I'm, I'm a pushover, but like... Parents out there will be like, if you do this or you don't do that, you're going to get the iPad taken away or you can't watch TV. You got to go to bed at this time. You can't hang out. You know, you're grounded. You can't hang out with your friends. Or if you have dogs, you, you, ban, you put them outside for like you 10 minutes. You put them outside. Ten, exactly. 10 minutes and then you bring them back in. Right. Because they'll learn from that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe your dogs learn from that, Art. But you know what I'm saying, Art? Like, you're not going to change Draymond Green. Oh, I'm going to slap you on the wrist with an indefinite suspension, and you're going to lose out on $5 million. It doesn't matter. This is how he plays. This is the only way he knows how to play. Maybe Draymond Green second-guessing himself on a court is not going to be an effective player. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Do you want a Draymond Green who's going to try to be in control of his actions on the court? I guarantee you he's not going to be an effective player if he's out there inside his own head trying to figure out should he do this or should he not do it. He's a reactionary player, and sadly, a lot of times, a reaction is not a good one. But that's one of his strengths. So what do you do? Okay, you tell him you're coming back January, whatever it is. Your indefinite suspension is over. The next time it happens, you're going to get 50 games. Next time it happens, you get 100 games, whatever it is. You can set that. Adam Silver can set whatever he wants to set, okay? Talk to the Players Association if you want. There's enough there for Draymond Green to get severe suspensions if this happens again. And when I say if, you know it will happen again. It's in his nature. He can't help himself. He's like an addict, right? He's like an addict for dirty plays. You know, Art, I think that's a good way to put it. He's addicted to dirty plays. He can't help himself. Wow, that's pretty deep. Right? Because if he could, he would stop, you would think. When you're getting hit, you know, in your in your wallet, where you're losing like two hundred some odd thousand, two hundred some odd thousand dollars for every game you miss, you would think that would wake you up, but it doesn't. So it's kind of like an addict, like you know that, you know, taking drugs or drinking too much is self destructive and it's gonna hurt your relationships. It's gonna hurt you at work. You're probably gonna get fired. You're probably gonna have to a breakup with your spouse because they don't want to be around you when you're on drugs or or whatever it might be. It's the same thing here. But unfortunately, it's not easy for somebody to just stop doing their destructive behavior. It's addictive. And they have to go to meetings, whatever it is. For Draymond Green, it's the same way. How many years have we talked about Draymond Green and his antics on the court? And it doesn't change. He continues to get himself in trouble.
This isn't the first time he's hit somebody in the crotch. And I guarantee you it's not going to be the last time you hit somebody in the crotch. So what kind of rehab does he have to go to? Timeout. You got to treat him like a little kid. <laughs> I hate to say it. You got to treat him like a little kid. It's a timeout, right? Like, Draymond, your timeout is 30 games, and that's going to cost you, oh, $6 million, $5 million, $3 million, whatever it is. Okay? That's the timeout. But you have to know that the next time he has to go in for a timeout, it's going to be more severe and more ramifications. And he's got to know that too. But I can guarantee you there's going to be another instance where he's got to go in the corner for a timeout. Listen, we've had dirty players in every aspect of sports, okay? We've seen dirty players in football. We've seen dirty players in baseball, whatever it is. It's not like they ever change who they are and maybe... Being a dirty player is how they're effective. A lot of times, dirty players are pretty good, right? I think that's the only way you can kind of gauge how it how it is. That's just who Draymond Green is, and him playing the way he plays probably has been beneficial to the Golden State Warriors dynasty success. And if he played a different style, maybe it wouldn't be that way. That's the only way to look at it. We have hour three coming up. College football talk, USC. They win their bowl game. Their quarterback apparently doesn't want to go to some teams out there. As crazy as that sounds. All right. Insane. Dan Schwartzman for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show here on a Thursday.